questions that people know things, and that's pretty dangerous most of the time. So um, you might already know this, but maybe you don't. I'm not here because I like to talk, <laughs> because this is easy. It's kind of like giving birth to four people at the same time, I think. <laughs> Writing a lesson and then presenting God's Word. It's a very sobering, frightening thing. It's filled with joy, but it is extremely scary. Um, so, in Titus 2, verse 3, in the Bible, in the New Testament... It says, Older women, I am an older woman. Likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. So I am here in an attempt to teach you what is good. And anything that comes out of the Word of God is good. My um, time with you this morning is going to be a little bit different because um, I want to attempt with other people's testimonies to encourage you in um, in prayer. This, what I'm teaching about is not the gift of prayer, it is the spiritual gift of faith. And by God's grace, you will understand the difference between saving faith, spiritual faith, and um, focusing on um, faith uh, being put into action through prayer. Okay? So if you have any questions afterwards, <laughs> please, please ask me. Um, and another thing that is so exciting is that we do have Pastor Dave that is overlooking the women's ministries, and he blessed us with an overview of the spiritual gift, and just the spiritual gifts, just to make sure that we are um, awake and learning. And so um, if there's anyone younger than you, then you are an older woman also, and you can teach too. Let's see what you know. So we're going to do a little um, call and answer. And just as a group, when I point to you, I want you to just say out loud, and please don't be embarrassed if you say the wrong answer. Um, I want to see if you remember what you've been taught so far, okay? And if, you've, if you don't know, then you can just listen and watch. Okay, so it'll be like this. I'll say, Mary... Christmas. <laughs> Let me try this again. Happy New Year. All right, let's see how this goes. All right, so um, just, to, just to bring you along, we're going to do our, our, our lovely quiz, and then I'm going to give you um, some, some teachers' insights, uh, not mine, someone else's, um, about spiritual gifts and the differences, and then I'm going to have some testimonies at the end. Then we're going to close in prayer. Okay. 
So, number one on your, on your sheet of paper. Um, each believer is given at least blank gift. One, one. one gift. At least, <coughs> at least one gift. The blank blank determines who receives which gifts. The Holy Spirit. We are to use our gifts to blank blank for the benefit of the body. We are to use our gifts to serve others for the benefit of the body. Number four. Each blank is equally valuable. Yes. Yes, each gift. We are blank to use our gifts. Commanded. We are commanded to use our gifts. Exercising our gifts must be done in spiritual service to God with sound judgment. With sound judgment. Number seven. A spiritual gift is a God-given ability for blank. Service. Abilities can and must be blank by the one to whom they are given. Developed. Developed. Good. I did. Okay. Thank you. Number eight. By the grace of God, a measure of grace is given to us to exercise our accordingly. Right. And these are not fill in the blanks, but God's grace enables our gifts. God's grace empowers our gifts. God's grace enriches our gifts. So uh, regarding spiritual gifts in general, I thought that this was a poignant and helpful quote from Pastor John Piper. Spiritual gifts are given so that others are less easily toppled by their afflictions. Have you ever felt toppled by your afflictions? Our afflictions put stress on our faith. I think we all know that. Piper points out that in Romans 1, 11 through 12, this is very interesting. Paul is talking to the Christians in Rome and says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, by yours and mine. Paul's not going to give them a spiritual gift. He's going to use his spiritual gift to strengthen them. I had never seen that before. Spiritual gifts are given to us that we may strengthen other people we also get great benefit but gifts are given to be given not hoarded and John Piper says or they will rot (laughs) (laughs) the faith that every believer is given so Ephesians 2 8 and 9 for by grace you have been saved through faith And this not of, I left out the word of, if you want to write it in. And this not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. 1 John 5, 4-5 For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. 
Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So what is the spiritual gift of faith that Paul is telling the Corinthians about? So let's review the verses. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and so on. And that's in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 9. Dr. Alan Plumley, our very own, says that the spiritual gift of faith is a special measure of trust in God intended to encourage others in the church by word and example to rely fully on God and in what he has promised. He explains that there are some certain convictions of those with strong faith, such as nothing is impossible with God. If you look at Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen, here's an example. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth. By your great power and by your outstretched arm, nothing is too difficult for you. And also Jeremiah thirty-two twenty-seven. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? God hears us when we pray according to his will. Another characteristic that certain people believe with great faith. Psalm 4, 3. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly man for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Psalm ten seventeen. O Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear. God gives us what we ask for when we pray according to his will. If you look at 1 John 5, 15. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. And then finally, we need to be filled with the Spirit. If you look at Acts eleven twenty two through 24. The news about them reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Then, when he arrived and witnessed the grace of God, he rejoiced and began to encourage them all with resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. We need to live by faith. Romans 1, 16-17 For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Also, this world is not our true home. Important to remember. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 10. Therefore, being always of good courage and knowing that while we are absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord, therefore we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. 
uh, Pastor Plumley gives us some examples of saints in the Bible. Um, Paul in Galatians, Stephen in Acts, and Barnabas in Acts, um, and possible applications um, for using a spiritual gift of faith is a persevering prayer warrior, a pioneering missionary, a visionary ministry leader, and someone who is undeterred by persecution. Um, Paul Enns, who is in the Moody Handbook of Theology, uh, has um, a description of the gift of faith that I thought was very helpful, if you can tune in. He says, the gift of faith is the faith which manifests itself in unusual deeds of trust. This person has the capacity to see something that needs to be done and to believe God will do it through him, even though it looks impossible. Stephen exhibited this gift as he was a man full of faith. Men such as George Mueller and Hudson Taylor are outstanding examples of those possessing the gift of faith. And finally, Alistair Begg, raise your hand if you listen to Alistair Begg, love him, says this about the spiritual gift of faith. Faith is clearly not the faith of justifying faith or saving faith. It's a special endowment, a special something from God. It's a peculiar confidence, a peculiar boldness, an insurance in advance of the gospel. It has been seen not only in apostolic times, but it is seen down through history. For example, do you not think that Hudson Taylor either was the most presumptuous of men or was granted such a gift of faith to believe that the unreached nation of China could be touched with the cause of the gospel? Do you not think that Mueller, in the founding of his orphanages, was granted a unique gift of faith to trust God for resources that were apparently beyond the human imaginations of men? And speaking of George Mueller, I have a wonderful quote from him. The province of faith begins where probability cease and sight and sense fail. On the ground of our own goodness, we cannot expect to have our prayers answered, but Jesus is worthy. And for his sake, we may have our prayers answered. There is nothing too choice, too costly, or too great for God to give him. He is worthy. He is the spotless, holy child who under all circumstances acted according to the mind of God. And if we trust in him, if we hide in him, if we put him forward and ourselves in the background, depend on him and plead his name, we may expect to have our prayers answered. Um, When I was talking to Pastor Dave about this lesson, he asked that I share um, 
how I knew that I had this spiritual gift of faith. And the, um, if I look back, I was saved when I was eight. Um, and that's another story. I don't want to take time with that. Um, but I'll just say that the gospel was presented to me very simply. And as an eight-year-old, I got it. I got that I was a sinner, and I got that I needed a Savior, and I understood it because of the grace of God. Um, I um, didn't really understand a lot. I didn't have Christians around me. My life was pretty um, bad. Um, but I would pray fervently for things and not stop. Now, a lot of children, you know, are, can I, can I, can I, can I, please, 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 right? And so I was like that with my Heavenly Father. Um, and then I remember when I was about 21, um, there was a situation that needed much prayer and seemed very grave to me. And I thought, what can I do, dear Lord, to show you that I'm serious about this? Well, people fast in the Bible, so I'll try that. And that was a work in progress, understanding how I could fast according to my body and metabolism and give a sacrifice with my prayer life to the Lord. And, um, and there is a sense of pressure, I would say, for praying. Um, like, I can't, I cannot not pray. Um, and I have nothing to do with it. I have absolutely nothing to do with it. In the middle of the night when I get woken up, my first thought is, you know, if I'm in pain, which is usually the case, um, I'm like, okay, dear Jesus, who do you want me to pray for? I never think that the pain that I experience is just my pain. Um, and so, and, and there's, there's joy in that. It's like, okay, God's at work and I need to get with the program. And if it's 2.30 AM and I'm in stinky pain, you know, what can I, who, who does, who's God, what's going on, dear Lord? What do you want me to pray for? Um, I do not show up at every prayer meeting. Um, there are a lot of the, there's, um, very faithful, wonderful people that show up every single Sunday at nine ten in the morning to pray for all of you and everything that goes on from the pulpit, et cetera, on Sundays. Um, and many times I'm not there. I, I'm not, sometimes I don't even pray, end up at my own prayer meeting. <laughs> so, um, it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like perfect attendance at every prayer meeting. Um, but there is, um, you, you just sense it, that that's what you're called to do, and you do it, and there's so much joy in it. So, um, you know, COVID was really special in a lot of ways. Um, and God did amazing works, and I think that we we should all write an article on um, what you saw God do in COVID in your part of the world, um, because, uh, yeah, he did a lot. And one of the things that happened was that we all went online, and um, 
the ladies, um, we started praying uh, three times a week from 7 to 8 in the morning on Zoom. Nobody knew how to use Zoom, probably besides Colleen. <laughs> um, prior to that, um, and uh, I didn't want to stop. God didn't want to stop in me, right? <laughs> um, so we, uh, I, I didn't know if anybody would keep coming. I knew that there were um, those of us like Sharon, who weren't going to go anywhere, and dear Sharon is a social butterfly, and it just about kills her to have to be in all the time, and she'd show up on that Zoom prayer meeting because she wanted to, to be with everyone, and, and she loved to pray, and, um, and I thought, well, if it's just Sharon and I, then here we go, dear Lord. I'm going to do this as long as you tell me to keep doing it, and, um, and a lot of people weren't interested, and that is that is totally fine. But um, I would appreciate if all of the ladies, just for a moment, even if you're not going to share, who have been in that prayer meeting, if you come stand up here, just about at every single prayer meeting that there is. Um, and so um, I, I asked Darina to share because um, she does ha also have the spiritual gift of faith. And I thought that it would be helpful to have um, another um, sister in Christ share how that's manifested itself um, through her. And then my other lovey girls here are going to share some stuff to encourage you about um, the prayer meeting. Um, it's, this is a joy. And, and, and I'm here and we're here because it's a joy. And when you walk in your spiritual gift and you act it out, it's a joy, right? Um, and, and so I just pray that you are filled with joy. And if you, if you pray, uh, pray for prayer groups also, right? Because um, I, I still don't know why we get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, right? I mean, it's crazy. And, and sometimes we, we take off, we'll take off for Thanksgiving and so forth, but... Um, it's the Lord's work. It's the Lord's strength. And, and um, yeah, and then um, after, after you all share, I'll, I'll share a little bit more and then we'll close. Okay. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Darina Walker. And um, The Lord um, has truly worked in my life. He has truly given me the gift of faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, conviction of things not seen. Things can look totally, totally dark, totally crazy, totally like there is no way this situation can be any different. But in my heart, I see it totally different. What I see before me, whether it's a situation with my family, and there are dark things happening right now within my family, it does not cloud nor diminish my faith in what God can do. Amen. Amen. 
James 1, 3 says, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. When I'm asking God for something, it is in his perfect will that he will answer. It does not have to be what I want it to be, but I trust him enough to know that his perfect will is what it should be. So that helps me to persevere, to continue on to the day that he removes me from this earth. Mm-hmm. All believers in Christ have us, we, we're given a saving faith. God gives us that through salvation. But the spiritual gift of faith is given to some of us. These individuals will exhibit a strong unshakable confidence in God, his word, and his promise. Doesn't mean perfection. By no means are we perfected in this because Christ himself is the only true perfection. Doesn't mean we don't get shaken. But when it happens to me and something happens severely or whatever, I might feel shaken for a bit but then I remember who God is, and I won't stay there. I won't stay in that place of doubt, of fear, or any of that. I, he brings me out of that, and it's not of my own doing. It's not. It's totally not. I take no credit for this because it's all God, and I know it's all him. I know it's his sovereign will over what happens in this world because doing COVID, and all of the craziness around us and talking to people and talking to my friends and family, I always, he always brings it back to mind that, Darina, I'm sovereign over all of this. So these politicians, all this stuff that's happening in the world, it really, not that I don't have compassion for it or whatever it's going on, but it really does not shake me because my trust comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's it. Amen. He is the true dominion over everything. And so with that, I rest assured in all of this of what life throws us. So during prayer, prayer will help us to alleviate anxiety. We gain more confidence. When we have confidence, that alone will increase our faith. And that's why I love to come together with these women that we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and pray together because we have seen the results of our prayers. We have seen the results of his answers to our prayers. And that when we pray words of faith, it can change things into according to the will of God. If it's the will of God, if we pray it, he hears it. And if it lines up with what he wants, then that's what will happen. Prayer invites God into our daily lives. Prayer helps us to understand the will of God. In the book of Matthew, Matthew accounts that Jesus took the time to teach us how to pray. Prayer is important to growing your faith. Prayer helps us to alleviate anxiety and we gain more confidence. When we have more confidence, that alone increases our faith. 
So ladies, I encourage you to pray, to pray, 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 pray. When you wake up and you have nothing else to do, because like Diane said, that's what I do immediately. But I find myself at fault. I don't pray for myself that much at all. And then God reminds me, Darina, it's okay to pray for yourself as well, because I'm thinking of each and every one of you. Because not along with the gift of faith, I have the gift of mercy. And I think about you all. When the prayers are posted on Hope Book, I truly care. And that's not my own doing either. He gave it to me. So I encourage you all to pray. And your faith will strengthen. Good morning. Uh, I'm Glennis Whitaker. And I guess it was about a year ago. Um, it was a women's event, and I remember it being in the evening, and I think the whole focus of it was prayer. And I remember Diane standing up and talking about this three-day-a-week prayer. You can't hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Is that better? Okay. So at this gathering about prayer, um, Diane mentioned the first time that I knew about, about a group of women who meet on Zoom for prayer three days a week. I got really excited just hearing about that. And so I asked Hong, how do I join into the Zoom? I mean, I was teaching virtually, so I understood Zoom. I wasn't intimidated by it and all, but, you know, getting on a prayer line with women, I see these, these great women of faith, was a little intimidating, but Diane was like the first face I saw, and she was so welcoming, and all of my anxiety was like, <laughs> And I remember that first, I got through the prayer that first day, and I said, you know, I'm going to make this a habit because as a teacher, I know that you get better at anything that you do more of. Yes. And prayer is something that I've always wanted to get better at. So I'm like, this is going to be on my calendar. I'm going to make this a habit. And so now, I don't know how long I've been part of this, but every Monday and Wednesday, I so look forward to it. I have my coffee ready, <laughs> and when I get to my laptop and I click on that link and I see these faces it's it is so it's like putting on a warm bathrobe it is so it is so comforting I'm sorry but it is it's, thank you and we usually but, have fluffy robes on <laughs> yeah. all right um thank you Thank you, but it. I would encourage you to, to be a part of it. It just has so increased my faith. And just to know that these ladies are praying for me as I am learning how to care for my mom. I'm at this, this stage of life where I have to take care of my mom. And just learning from them, patience, and just knowing that they're people who are praying for me. It is wonderful, so thank you for allowing me to share. Um, okay, so I joined this prayer meeting um, back during COVID because I thought, how can the church 
operate as a church if we don't even know what's going on with one another. I mean, God put us here to, to be together. Um, and then after that, um, Diane continued it because the Lord put on her heart just to keep going. And um, so I stayed um, because I, I wanted to be a part of it and because I wanted to develop certain disciplines. I am not a morning person. Those of you guys, if you've ever seen an email from me, if you get it at 1 a.m. in the morning, it's because I'm still up. Um, I just So I wanted to develop the, just the discipline of getting up in the morning and praying. And I'm also not very good with corporate prayer, um, so I wanted to grow in that area too. But it has really been just a blessing to walk through life literally with these women, um, knowing what's going on in their lives and seeing answered prayer and um, seeing the younger women, I know Caitlin joins in, who's back there, and Donna Sparza, um, who's sick today. But um, just hearing them in their season of life and how they're trusting in the Lord. And, um, and then, I don't know if you guys have ever heard Sharon Armstrong read scripture, but I'll, I'll cry if I think too much about it. Because um, when she reads scripture, it's like you can just hear her trust in the Lord. It's, it's experience, a long experience with the Lord, and it just comes out as she reads. So I, too, would just encourage you guys um, to join us in the morning um, if you can. I'm only there on Monday, I'll be honest, because I, as I said, I'm not a morning person. It's a struggle for me. But I've been able to commit to Mondays for the most part. Um, so, uh, Dawn did send me a beautiful testimony of why um, she likes to join us um, in prayer also. And um, I'm not going to do it justice. Um, so uh, she, can, she can share with you. But there was, um, there was some words in there about us being older. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and all of that. Um, but uh, <laughs> so um, yeah. So uh, about that, I, I did want to to say uh, again. Please continue to prayer for pray prayer pray for prayer meetings. Um, because it's a spiritual warfare, and it's serious, and we're human, and we're ladies. And we can get into each other's business, right? And we can hurt each other and step on each other's toes and everything like that. So uh, be, let's, let's be awake. So um, it was so funny. Karen asked me, what's the name of your prayer group? And um, I said, it's going to be Awake. Awake? <laughs> prayer group name is Awake. Yes. Yeah, and um, just just to let you know, uh, sometimes we, um, a lot of times we have to turn the, the video off, and we mute, you know, and, and you don't have to say anything. You get so encouraged by what the Holy Spirit is doing in other people, and and how the Holy Spirit is, is working there. So, my dear Hong um, has a wonderful tool that she's going to introduce to you in prayer. Okay. So, I love tools. <laughs> Tool accomplish thing in a way that 
are most affected. So I went to an ACBC conference in um, October. Um, ACBC conference is a conference for counselors, and we would train, and they have um, session, and they have classes that you can take and breakout session. And one of the breakout sessions that I went through is teaching your counselee how to pray the scripture. When I heard that, I like I'm there. I went in that class. This pastor was giving us the reason why we should pray and things like that. And the thing that captivated my heart the most is a prayer book. And in this prayer book is according to, um, it divides into um, section according to the acronym ACT. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And each of the, uh, the section, when I used to do it, I wrote my prayer out, page after page after page of word list. But this pastor has shown me that he wrote scriptures for that section. And wake up in the morning, the first thing he does, he opens that section, adoration, scripture in front of your face. And he read it, and that was just encouraging prayer. And we pray according to scriptures, now according to your word. And I came home. I got my prayer book. And thanks to one of my special friends, she got me a book. So I got a book going. Let me go show you. I got my book. I got my name on it. If I ever get lost, come back to me. The first section is Adoration. And they have two verses on it. And I date it. And what it does is when you pray scriptures, it reminds you how great God is. So in the morning, I woke up. And sleepy, I say, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Awake my soul. When is, no, who is like you, majestic and holy, awesome and glorious, deep doing awesome work? Your soul awake. Awake your soul, right? And then, it's awake your soul. And then you come and you pray, and then you say, whoever conceals his transgression will prosper, will Will prosper, but he who confess and forsake them will obtain blessing. I'm like, oh Lord, please, I'm down on my ground confessing my sin, right? And then after that, you're confessing your sin and you add verse, you read the Bible, say, oh, that verse will be in here, confession. I wrote it down in my Bible. And then you come over your Thanksgiving. Give thanks to all circumstances, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Oh, you want to thank? Yes, you want to thank God, right? And you can add verse into it, add verse into it, and then supplication. And supplication part, I have prayer I have for the church, and then I have J for Jeff, L for Lillian, and N for Noah. And every one of my children, instead of write down the, the blank prayer mommy said, I wrote down the verse for them, and I dated. So, this, when I go to heaven, I can't take this with me. My grandchildren can have a legacy of what is like, who we're praying for them. And guess what? In this book, I was so excited, I got A of this, this side tag right here, for spouse, grandchildren, spouse, grandchildren, and spouse, and grandchildren. <laughs>
Very nice. But you'll take it in your heart. I take it in my heart. And what he does, when you pray scriptures, you know scripture. Mm -hmm. And when you wake up at night, you pray scripture. Mm -hmm. And God answers because that's his word. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you do. So I'm encouraging you, a tool. Just like cleaning. Julie said, it's a tool. <laughs> it's, it's a tool to clean your heart. So you're not selling those books? You're not selling. No selling. You can get this at Playbook for nineteen ninety nine. All right? You can make your own. Whatever way you wanted it. Okay? As big as small as you want. Thank you. And I forgot to mention that dear Caitlin also um, has shared some wonderful testimony so can you raise your hand Caitlin thank you yeah so um, I, I think she also has the spiritual gift of faith and um, if you would love to learn about how the Lord is working through her that would be great um, and she's added um, little babies to the zoom meeting which is so so much fun so much fun um, so, uh, another encouraging thing, please, it is November, it, next week is Thanksgiving, please get yourselves a Bible reading plan for 2023. Yeah. And if you feel so motivated to start now, um, then start now. But, um, and I will, I'm sorry, I will say it over and over and over again. You know, you don't think about, well, today I'm not going to wake up and brush my teeth. No. Because you've been doing it your whole life. Mm -hmm. Or today I'm not going to drink water. Or unless you're fasting, today I'm just not going to eat. I don't need to eat. I don't need to drink water. It's ridiculous. You need God's word. He's been really clear about that. If you are in the Lord... You, it's your food. It's mm -hmm. man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. Right, and so there is a special communion with the Lord that happens when it's you alone and His Word. Amen. That does not happen when you listen to Alistair Begg or John Piper or anyone else on your way to work. That does not happen when you listen to WRBS or WAVA or anybody else. It doesn't, it's not the same. Jesus died for you as an individual, rose from the dead for you as an individual, gave you as an individual his Holy Spirit. He wants to be with you as an individual, with his word. That's why it's so important to have a Bible reading plan. You won't even think about it. You'll just get up. Okay, I don't. Let me just read. Okay, I'm in Genesis, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Good, okay. I didn't get all the way through. All right, well, I still started, you know. And just just to get that in your life so it's not even a, I have to make a decision about this. It's just an automatic. I'm just teaching you what is good, what I've been taught. So, I, um, this morning happened to be in the book of Ecclesiastes in my Bible reading plan. Um, 
And in, in 7, it says, A good name is better than precious ointment in the day of death than the day of birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For this is the end of all mankind, and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter, for by sadness of face, the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. So, those are some heavy, interesting verses from Ecclesiastes. And... Um, Several of us are about to go attend um, the memorial service for a godly, cheerful, wonderful, sweet woman, Isabel Dowdy, and support Monica and Kevin and their children. And I thought that we could pray together for that. So you want to bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, you're so kind. You're so kind. Thank you, dear Jesus, for, for giving us this time together, for giving us your word, Lord. Your ways are higher than our ways, and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, dear God. We would never think that it's better to go into the house of mourning. We would never think that, God, that you say this. You tell us why, dear Lord. Because... We're all going to end this way. We're all going to die. And to be at a funeral or a memorial service helps us lay to heart what we're doing in our lives. How will people remember us? Dear Lord, we would never think that sorrow is better than laughter. But you say this is true because it grows us, dear Lord. We are so thankful for laughter, but we understand that there's great value in sorrow. Dear Jesus, you teach us that you have made all life, that you've ordained all of our days, that you knit us behind and before, dear Jesus, that those that are called yours, you have a book, called the Book of Life, and you wrote each one of our names in it before you even created the world. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus, for the gift of life. Thank you, dear Jesus, that as saved ones, there is celebration of our lives at our funerals. And it all points to your glory, God. We thank you, dear Jesus, that we can be together and encourage one another, God. We thank you, dear Lord, that you tell us the joy of you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I pray, dear Jesus, that for every lady here this morning, that they, they would understand more, that I would understand more, that the joy of you is our strength, dear God. 
I pray, dear Lord, that we would walk in that truth, rest in that truth, no matter how bad our circumstances are right today or how good they are. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us hope and life and joy. In your sweet holy name.